Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Vin McCaffrey about connecting athletics and employment marketplaces. Vin McCaffrey, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to be with you today. I'm super excited to have a nice conversation with you about connecting athletics and employment marketplaces. That's really what your company is all about. You're going to explain all of that to us here in a minute and really more broadly speak to this issue about um, leveraging this particular uh, talent segment and how we can go about reskilling and upskilling individuals to have an impact in the future of work. As we get started, I wanted to share Vin's bio with everybody. Vin McCaffrey is the founder and CEO of GamePlan, the fastest growing software company that connects the athletics and employment marketplaces. Vin founded GamePlan in 2008 as a process to help college athletes rather find jobs. It has grown and transformed into a platform that integrates e-learning, survey, mentorship, career development, and analytics for athletic organizations with a vision to guide 100% of athletes through 100% of their journeys. Today, GamePlan supports over 800 college and professional athletic organizations. Prior to founding GamePlan, Ben worked for Lexmarks, the Marwood Group, and Rico Corporation in various sales and corporate development roles. Vin is a 1998 graduate of Lehigh University, where he was a member of the men's basketball team. And in 2008, Vin received his MBA from Indiana's Kelly School of Business. He is passionate about using his background and experience to help athletes on and off the field. Vin, his wife, Julie, and son reside in Greenville, North Carolina. Welcome from North Carolina. It's a pleasure to have you. Anything else you would like to just share with listeners by way of your background, personal context before we dive on in? No, that's quite enough. Yeah, it's great to get started. <laughs> so, so I do have to ask. So you were a college athlete yourself. Um, you were a member of the men's basketball team. What position did you play? I was a guard. Guard. Wonderful. Wonderful. And we were just chatting in the pre-interview. So, you know, you're in North Carolina. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. Uh, you actually grew up in Ephraim, Utah, uh, and we're part of the camp, the campus community of, of Snow College, which is a two-year um, uh, college Utah. down uh, yeah. in kind of the, the middle of Utah. And your father was the, uh, the coach 
of the team. He was a he was a college football coach. He wasn't a head coach, but he was the assistant coach uh, with, with folks that are still his dear friends today. Uh, that's right. So yeah, nineteen seventies. I lived in Ephraim, Utah. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, so so college athletics is in your blood. It sounds like uh, you, you lived it. Your 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 family lived it, and now you're helping college athletes across the country as they're trying to to navigate. And, and some may be asking, well, why are we focusing on college athletes? You know, they, they have a good deal, right? They're, they're graduating from college. They have, um, they, they, they have this, this great opportunity to build out their talents. And then, you know, they're going to go be professional or they're going to have, you know, all, the, all this connection because of their college athletics. Why do we need this kind of a marketplace for college athletes? Uh, what would be your response to that kind of a, a simple question? Yeah. I would say that's not such a simple question, but it was a great question uh, in that when you think about the college athlete experience and how you're framing it, I think that's accurate. I think a lot of folks would think that way, uh, particularly from the perspective of the opportunity to continue playing and competing. It's what high school athletes dream of doing at the collegiate level and, and giving those student athletes the opportunity to do so is a wonderful opportunity in and to itself. And it is. Uh, it's incredibly time demanding. Uh, and challenging. And it's not always what it's, it, it's written up to be. Uh, and I think you'd find that I'm, I'm probably a classic example of that. I'll come back to that in a moment. But I, I would say from an employer standpoint, if I were to answer this question as a, as a employer corp, and I want to hire the next recent college graduate, uh, why do student athletes stick out? It's because of what I was just sharing. They go through some tough times. Uh, they're heavily coached in, in, as part of an experience that those coaches are, that's their profession in a sense. Uh, they're, they're guiding those young people. So it's not their first time to be kind of taught how to do things. They're managing their time in a way that's a little bit different than most college students. Uh, I would say probably in a dramatic way. Um, let alone all those competitive factors when you start thinking about an athlete that you tend to think about, right? All those other transferable skills. Uh, so from an employer standpoint, it's a really interesting honing ground uh, to go through the, the collegiate athlete experience uh, then to be able to see what that transition looks like into the workforce. So it kind of, in a sense, builds a, a pipeline of candidates based on some intangibles that you're, you might be interested in, in recruiting for. Yeah. So from an organizational perspective, this is a pool of potential talent that's rich in just grit and determination and hard work ethic and being coachable teachable right to reskill and upskill. So all that is attractive. It should be attractive to organizations. Um, I was, I was purposely floating a question that I know was a bit naive because my, I'm a university professor. Uh, So I, I have um, plenty of interactions with college athletes at my university, some of whom take my courses. Uh, And I actually, I'm fortunate to be at a university that we actually are quite well-known for our academic athletes. Um, and we have tons of academic All-Americans. And it's a really huge emphasis that every athlete on our campus is going to be successful and we're going to help them to be successful. But I've been at other universities that, where that wasn't the case. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, mm-hmm. I take college football, for example. You mentioned your, your dad was an assistant coach uh, down at Snow College. Uh, when I was teaching at the University of Utah, I had lots of football players in some of my courses and the sad truth of, of college football, uh, well, at least back then, I'm not sure if, if they've moved the needle in the last 10 or so years, but uh, the, the sad truth that w- it, was, it was something like only two thirds of college football players actually graduate 
right? Um, they don't even finish their degree and, and their bodies are beat up and, <clears throat> and they haven't been academically given the chance to succeed. And now they're not going to have it. You know, the vast majority aren't going to have an NFL career. The vast majority of college basketball players aren't going to have an NBA career. The vast majority of any sport at the college level, they're not going to go on to professional sports. And, and so what are they going to do? They're going to do what every, all the rest of us do. And they're going to, they're going to go off and they're going to get jobs and they're going to start a career. And if they haven't been prepared, um, they're really going to be set up for failure. Right. And so, so colleges and universities need to do better. I think they have been trying to do better, but they need to do better in preparing their athletes for their future careers. Um, and again, to your point, and as I mentioned, you know, th- these, these are individuals that work their butt off for years honing their skills. So they're willing to work hard. They're willing to, to uh, put in the time. Uh, sometimes they just need some mentoring, some coaching, some direction to figure out how to get there. So, so let's, let's do that. And that's, that's really where your, uh, where your organization comes in. It's just trying to provide that and to connect people so that the, 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 the sporting organizations and the, the, the uh, college athletics that they can support their athletes and help to bridge, to provide that bridge over into uh, a sustainable career. Yeah, I think this university professor thing is way overrated, and we're hiring. And so, if you're interested, <laughs> come on, we're uh, we're ready to go. Fast growing, good group of people. If you like former athletes, we're we're all a bunch of knuckleheads here. So, come over here. Yeah, you did a great Fantastic. job bringing it up. Yeah, come oh, good, on. good. Fantastic. Yeah. And I and I have to say, I'm not athletic, so <laughs> I, I I'm I, not I, either I, anymore. So don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, especially especially now. Now I'm in my mid 40s, and I'm like, oh, any athletic skill that I used to have is long gone. Um, but you know, sure. the the extent of my athletic ability was playing pickup basketball um, or church basketball. Uh, I did play, uh, I, I did do, um, high school tennis and I wrestled, um, at the high school level, but like, mm-hmm. so that's something, but it's not a lot because I certainly sure didn't is. do it at the college level. Sure. Thank you, Frank. They're great. Uh, what you said is accurate. I do think uh, back to your time at Utah, uh, they have moved the needle, uh, not just at Utah, but across the country uh, from an academic standpoint. And those are some of the things actually that we fell into. I'm not sure when you were at Utah, but uh, when I started the business, the idea was to help an athlete get a job. I was just going to create a marketplace, you know, in present day, call that indeed.com for athletes. That was my vision. And, and, and what started happening is, you know, one, I, I married really well, like my wife, floated us for years. And so from the standpoint of trying to figure out the business, one of the key evolution points was you run in this chicken or egg dilemma. You have to have the athletes to get the employers. You have to have the employers to get the athletes. And, and how do you solve for that? That's, that's ultimately the challenge. So we started building some really cool tools to help an athlete think about their identity as an athlete, to help them think about their interests as an athlete. And what we found is that was all vision of if I can go to an athletics department like the University of Utah as an example, and then bring those student athletes more in scale out to an employment market, that would be attractive. And that's kind of solving for the supply side, if you will. And so I started to do that, but the athletics departments weren't using it for the student athletes leaving campus. They were actually using it for the campus, for the student athletes coming to campus. 
And that's when the NCA were putting in some more protocols associated with academic performance, in particular this thing called APR, which is a whole different discussion for another podcast one day. But, but what we found is the student athletes, as they started to use some of our assessment instruments, started to see academic performance go up. It's an amazing thing. If you help align someone's interest to an academic major, they pay a little more attention. They're a little more dialed in. Uh, and, and for an, a young person coming to campus, uh, that's a really valuable aspect of their experience. And so we played a big role there. So when we started to see that, then we started to be able to see this whole path kick in. Uh, and from the, the idea of solving chicken or egg, and, and to give you a little perspective on that, in a sense, we kind of put it on ice for a while. We, we started realizing, wow, there might be a, a really bigger opportunity here, as opposed to solving for this transactional challenge of let's help that young person get a job. What we started to see was we might be able to start working with an 18, 18, 19-year-old coming to campus. And if we're able to do that the right way, we could see kind of the long tail of the student-athlete and their student-athlete experience. You know, it took us 15 years, but we're through this now and at a window where we're seeing athletes go through their journey. And back to, as you were reading my bio, the mission statement, that was always our vision. And, and so as it evolved into this idea of helping an athlete, you know, complete their journey, never lost the vision for putting a student-athlete or upskilling them, getting them ready for work, but what we realized is to be able to engage the athlete to solve the chicken or egg dilemma, we needed to start early, you know, with them in a way that, frankly, was unrelated to their career, you know, and that that's kind of the, you know, the, the anti-thought on this. It, it, we, we didn't start with the career direction. We actually started much more from an academic performance and in many instances, even compliance basis. So it's it's been yeah. a, it's been an interesting path that we've taken to, to get to where we are today. Yeah, no, that's that's super interesting. Thank you for that background. And as I, I think about this, um, you know, both for athletes that I have known, currently know, um, mm-hmm. that are still at the university or or leaving or or, or uh, approaching that time, uh, it's it's been fascinating to just follow them as they start yeah. and launch their careers and to see what they choose to do. Um, as you mentioned, this kind of a, a uh, an offering is attractive to to athletes, particularly those who may not think they have, say, a future in professional sports, <laughs> which is the vast majority. Like, I don't know the percentages. I'm sure you probably do. But, you know, what percentage of college basketball players actually go on to the NBA? It's probably like 1% or something, you know, it really is. tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, same with football and, and, you know, yep. and, and then you get into the Olympic sports and, you know, most of those are never going to make any money off of that anyways. And, and so, you know, if, if I'm going to college and I'm an athlete, I'm just excited to continue playing the sport I love. And I don't really have delusions of like going pro after mm-hmm. I finish, you know, then going to a university or a college that I know is going to help me prioritize my, my academic pursuits and to succeed, that's going to be really attractive to me. Uh, I would imagine that for parents that are helping, you know, their kids make decisions about which university to go to, that that would be a huge factor for them. Um, you know, like you said, being a, a college athlete's a full-time job. Like the the amount of time that, that they put into the practices and the weight training and the cardio and everything that they do, right? And just game planning and everything. The, the amount of time that they put in, it's a full-time job, which means, I mean, how many college students work full-time while going to college full-time? 
Some do, not a lot. Um, Many, like at UVU, many work part-time and go to school full-time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to go to, to basically work full-time and go to school full-time. And that's essentially what every college athlete is doing. And so unless you're providing the, that academic support, so they, they can succeed and they know that it's going to be a priority for them. Um, why would I, if I don't actually think I have much of a chance of going pro ever, why would I go to a place where I just know that they're basically going to churn through their athletes and kind of use me up and spit me out just so they can you know, have whatever success that they're trying to have in their athletics program. That's not going to be super attractive to me. I don't think. Yeah, it depends. I, I, I think it's, it, it depends. I think the reality of certain situations um, at, you know, at division one level, particularly the, the elite division one level for football players, uh, men's and women's basketball, some of the, the key revenue sports, maybe baseball, uh, you know, regardless if you're the last person on the bench or not, you still may think you're going to get a chance to play at the next level. Just give me my shot. I think that's a mindset. And there's a reason why that mindset exists. I'm very familiar with it. It's because if you don't have that, you know, that that's an edge that you're going to lose while you actually are on the field. So I, I totally get it. However, it is at times very short-sighted, right? I mean, for all the reasons you just said, um, now there are a lot of sports. The reality of that student athlete coming to campus knows that those three or four or five years being on campus that's it. That's all. That's all she wrote from the, her experience on on being on campus. And so, from that standpoint, preparation for life after sport is a big deal. Is a really big deal. But there are a smaller subset of student athletes, the ones that we tend to hear about because they're the ones on TV that think they're going to be playing at the next level. Uh, now, we we look at it comprehensively for what it's worth. We uh, when we start working with an athletics department like the UVU, for example. We'll, we'll tend to start with compliance-oriented uh, subject matter, um, helping student-athletes think about uh, their, their behavior on campus, uh, sports wagering education, things of that nature, things that they need to go through to actually to be able to compete. That's, that's a key learning that we had back to the solving chicken and the egg. We had to, we had to get the, the supply side going, and athletics departments know that they need to have that form of education. And we do that really well. So that fit a really interesting narrative and, and solve that problem. Once we have the student athlete in, we start to learn a lot more about them and see how they're tracking through their academic progress at a UVU as an example again. And then as we start to see what that looks like, then we can prospectively help toward guide toward the career element of this. Depending on where the student athlete is in their own journey, um, some of them are looking and saying, I'm not thinking about career until I'm done playing. And that's just the way it is. That's going to be a really hard turn for that young person, uh, but they'll make it. Uh, sometimes it's made for them. Typically it is. Uh, but others, the vast majority, I, I argue, are going into it eyes wide open. And they realize this, this collegiate student-athlete experience is a wonderful experience for what it is, but it's not my forever play. And, and so they do start the preparation towards it, albeit it's just a lot more di- difficult because of the time demands that they're under regardless of level, division one, two, three, NAIA, junior college, those student athletes are really busy. And so to balance the books, which come first, the athletics, and then to start thinking about career preparation, it's a lot, it's a whole lot. Our value proposition comes in because we, we kind of, we're the triangle there, right? We, we help connect all three of those. And, and so by the fact that the student athlete is in the platform already, typically through compliance, uh, and we're already seeing them through their academic journey. 
clearly we're seeing them through their athletic journey. The transition to the workforce is just second nature at that point. And that's, that's where we're seeing, for example, the game plan academies kick in. Tell us a little bit more about that. So you have these game plan academies, different approaches to, to reskilling and upskilling athletes so that they're ready for these future career opportunities. Tell us more about what some of those offerings are and how they're leveraged. Yeah, we're really excited. So, so we're game plans are large provider education to athletes, collegiate athletes, professional athletes. You know, we average thousands of courses a day in our platform. What we've recognized is athletes come into our platform looking for education. And so as opposed to trying to go and figure out the whole career piece, be the next LinkedIn or so, what we realize is we're really good at education. And, and if we can start to bring employers directly into the educational front, there's a, there's a really high value to that. So I'll give you an example. Um, Interactive Brokers teaches investment education on our platform. So we're able to connect dots. As it turns out, Interactive Brokers is really good around investment education. They're experts in it. So allow them to teach that on our platform. Wells Fargo teaches financial literacy. They're experts in that. Allow them to teach that. When we started to design the Game Plan Academy model, it was first and foremost, directly from feedback from student athletes. Clearly, they're asking for more career preparation. There's a big discussion in college athletics and professional athletics around a lot of other subjects. Overwhelmingly, they're asking for more career preparation. So we looked and said, okay, you know, step one, we're identifying the real problem. The athletes are asking for this. The reality of what that means on campuses, there's a lot of, there's some resources there at a UVU, but they're overwhelmed being asked to do a lot of things. So can we help supplement that? Yeah, we can help supplement that. The second part that we started hearing from those athletes is we, we, we need to figure out how to network with an employer in a different way. They, they have to be more efficient in their career search primarily because there are time demands. So we looked and said, can we hit a couple of birds of one stone? Can we look at this and, and drive education into a platform that, that we're really good at, right? We, we know that athletes are already in the platform because of the educational that they're, they're required to do. If we can expand on that to be able to not just provide upskilling education, but to do that in a fashion that helps educate the athlete on an industry, on an employer, on a role and a function, that goes well past what a job board could do, like that's the win. And so that's what we're doing. So we're, we're bringing in real skill set development through certification badging, uh, but we're not just doing that from the standpoint of just for the sake of learning a skill set. We're doing that not just, it's a one-two punch. It's you're going to build the skills, but you're also going to start to interact with the employer, uh, those individuals who will help you with your career path. So we feel like it's a really big win. It's just launching this fall. Um, it's, it's been a big buildup for us, a better part of a year, which we're excited for, for the launch timing. We think is great. There's a lot of discussion around what's happening in college athletics. And, and even right now with the reshuffling of some of the conferences and so forth, where it feels to me at times like career development of an athlete might fall between the cracks and, and we're more dialed into that than ever. So we're, um, we're really excited. Good timing, um, on what it could be. And, and ultimately it's just, it's, it's dialed back into what the athletes you know, are asking for. Well, that, that's great. I'm super excited to see how uh, the game plan academies start to to uh, roll out and the impact that you're having. I, I think it can be tremendous. And and like we've mentioned Thanks. a couple times already, you know, the vast majority of college athletes uh, are they're going to go work in 
you know, everyday jobs, like, you know, the vast majority of people and, and, but they, they have the skill sets um, in, in many cases, the intangibles that many organizations want in terms of teamwork, right. In terms of just work ethic, in terms of uh, ethical approaches to how they're interacting with other people, uh, just all these things that, you know, when I talk to employers, uh, I, you know, I'm an, I'm an HR professor in the HR space. When I talk to employers, constantly they're talking about you know these types of of uh, competencies and capabilities that are beyond whatever the specific you know knowledge may be in a field they, they want people that that uh, they trust that they they know will uh, be a good fit with the team and they can teach them all the you know the technical things that need to happen within the job uh, but they, they want people that they know have integrity, uh, people that will work hard and that are teachable uh, and coachable, right? And, yeah. I, you know, if that doesn't apply to the average college, college athlete, I don't know who it applies to. Yeah, amen to that. I, in space, just in space. Uh, and what the, the employers that we're speaking with, um, you know, look at demographics quite a bit as well. And and the the the... the the student athletes that we're working with are incredibly diverse, you know, in, in, in not just male, female, but in, in the socioeconomics, uh, in, in diversity around color. So we're, we're hitting a lot of the different areas, but it's so much more than just check the box because they're experiencing it. Like they, they've just gone through four or five years of true training ground where they could be teaching diversity class when they go, when they hit that, hit the ground at the, the employer base. Um, the nice part here is you don't have to sell the value of the, the athlete to the employer. Like that story's out there. Uh, and there's, it's beyond just anecdotes. The, the folks that we're talking with have a track record of hiring employer, hiring student athletes uh, into their workforce and they're doing really well. Uh, so, but the challenge still remains hard of how do I get to the student athletes? It's like a happenstance tend to be how they're hired today. So we're just trying to put some science behind that with the academies. We, we just, everything you said, and you're a better salesman on it than me. I, I, I appreciate even going and kind of frame it like you have. That's out there. The, the kicker now is how do we connect the dots to help employers to do it just as they would go to campus for a career fair. It's, I don't know if it's a, a statistic that you know student athletes would view as hey i'm proud of that or not proud of that but it's it is objective the reality of it is student athletes don't go to career services you know they don't have the time when there's a career fair on campus they might have an away game they likely are practice so that like those those stars aren't going to connect or align so so from that standpoint how do we help an employer think differently about recruiting you know some really top candidates and profile candidates um that's where Game Plan Academies comes in. Wonderful. Vin, this has just been a fascinating conversation. Uh, I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute. But before we wrap up, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. I appreciate it. Yeah, you can find all you need uh, on our website, which is wearegameplan.com. Wearegameplan.com. And I just appreciate all the kind words. Uh, as you framed it, student athletes go through a fantastic experience on campus, highly relevant into the workforce. The challenge is it becomes a circular dilemma to hire those student athletes. They're really busy. That's why the experience is so great, which makes it pretty elusive for the, to hire that student athlete. So if you think about if that's part of your strategy, looking for diverse candidates, 
great experiences. Take a look at Game Plan. Uh, we might be able to give you a hand. Wonderful. Thank you, Vin. It's been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Vin and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.